Hello and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at The Strad. Cellist Maya Bogdanovich is no stranger to a busy life. She enjoys an international solo and chamber career as well as collaborations with regular musical partners, including her husband, the violinist Daniel Rowland. Maya's shared her thoughts with us previously on thestrad.com about travelling not only with a cello, but also with a small child. How does Maya stay on top of things? We chatted about strategies for keeping an ideal mindset when you've got a busy career, including looking after your mental and physical health, as well as having a caring community around you to avoid burnout and stress. Maya, welcome to the Strad Podcast. So today it's a conversation between two busy cellists. So I'll start things off by saying that you are probably one of the busiest gals in the biz. You know, you're touring, you're doing lots of chamber music, lots of solo engagements. Um, You and your husband, Daniel Rowland, run the Stift Festival as well, which also comes with a lot of challenges and takes up a lot of time, I can imagine. And not only that, but you've also um, featured in an online interview for us on the strand.com about traveling with the child and a cello. <laughs> exactly. Now there are two of them. <laughs> so. All right. Okay. So the challenges yes. have essentially doubled. Doubled. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. I mean, I want to just get your insights on your mindset for staying on top of such a busy lifestyle. You know, um, how do you go about avoiding stress and, and not letting all these external factors overcome your professional life? Ah, well, you know, uh, I became a mother three years ago of a little uh, Lily and then uh, Evie joined five months ago. And I think that takes the stress out from uh, performing, actually. And uh, I remember my uh, friends who, who were mothers before me and said, you will see when it happens, you will develop a superpowers. And I was thinking, my God, how is that possible? What super? I don't have any superpowers. But that actually happened. So... I really enjoy being on stage and and uh, I, I, I love it. I love all the challenges and the, you just don't have time to think about the stress. <laughs> I remember uh, like uh, one of the first concerts when Lily was born, it was, she was just a month old and we were playing Schoenberg Verklärte Nacht and the, you know, people were just backstage practicing their slides and everything. And I had to change nappies, actually, two minutes before going on the stage. So I, th- I thought, oh my, I'll just do it. And actually, you just do it. Somehow it happens. I didn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> do you just get on with it, I imagine? Just go and... Uh, I don't have children, but I have noticed from people I know who do have children, it's they have to sort of adopt this mentality of... Um, okay, well, that's happening, and now this has got to happen, so I've just got to <laughs> go with whatever task is on hand. How do you regard yes. your playing now that you don't really have so much time perhaps to practice or to focus on your playing, and a lot of the time you're only thinking about playing when you're doing it, when you're performing? How do you <laughs> feel like your playing has developed ever since this change? Uh, that's interesting because uh, I always uh, have to make sure that I've done enough of preparation at home and uh, with uh, myself and cello and only then I, I feel um, yeah comfortable to, to meet the people and play. Of course, if you play concerto, you have to prepare it. You have one rehearsal general and, and, and the concert. But if you have uh, like chamber music rehearsals, you really need to 
to be ready for that. So I don't really allow myself until, unless I'm, I'm like called in last moment or, or, or something like that to not to know what I'm mm. doing. So that that's for sure um, stayed the same. But I, I would say that uh, the playing maybe changed uh, in a positive way in in sense that uh, I feel more freedom. I feel um, sometimes like flying and uh, you don't have to think about uh, other stuff that are happening at home yeah. or, you know, um, or busy life, just uh, daily life. You just enjoy fully the music and uh, listening uh, what's happening around do you feel like uh you have more faith in your playing now because it, because it's it's not yeah, the only possibly, thing you're thinking about possibly. anymore and it's yeah. going back to this idea of just you've got to get on and I definitely feel like in my experience when I'm really busy and I don't have much time to prepare then I'm really thankful for all the practice I did 10 15 years ago Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's that's very precious, of course. Uh, and uh, as I said, uh, the preparation is mo- most important. But organization is somehow different in, in, in life. You do things more efficiently. When you sit to practice, I don't want to be disturbed for an hour or so. Or I, I set a goal. Yeah, I stick to that if I can. <laughs> so you have to be more efficient with your practice time. Yes. and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and be yeah, quite exactly. specific with the goals that you yes. set in your practice time. Yes, yes, but you're busy yourself, so uh, <laughs> you know how it can oh, be. Oh, I just don't have time to practice. <laughs> That's why I said I was very thankful for all the practice that I've done 10, no, 15 sure years ago. you're fine, magically. But I'm curious to know, when one is really busy, it can sometimes take a toll on one's mental health and can be difficult to not just stay positive because I don't think it's all about being happy and being like it'll be all fine because it's not always like that you've got to be realistic so how how do you approach these situations where you just need to give yourself a little bit of a reality check and you you need a little bit of encouragement yes I think it's important to share with your friends because uh, or family uh, you you have to talk about it Uh, if you keep everything in 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 yourself it will just burst at some point You, you it's it's not good or even to professional if somebody needs uh, more help it's hard life especially if you are a soloist and uh, chamber musician if you're touring and uh, and you're seeing every day different hotel different people and i think you have to to have some kind of uh, family support or friend that you can talk to and you should also choose what you really want to do like uh, if i have some doubts i, I just sit down uh, sometimes with my husband and I say, okay, this I, I will not be able to do. So let's try to find a solution. Either we change or I pull out or I just simply don't have time to do it. So uh, it's important to choose uh, priorities, let's say. And of course, the priority should be always mental health. You should not run on stage and, and play. You should not uh, force yourself to do much more than you can. It's difficult, isn't it? Because as musicians, when we're starting out in our careers, we're sort of trained in a way to say yes to absolutely everything. Yes. But then there comes a point in one's career where you have the power to start saying no. And, and yes, that word exactly. no is very important, isn't it? It is. But I think after COVID time, these two years of uh, happening and not happening, uh, the concerts are were being scheduled and cancelled it's difficult to say no also because uh, the music life is back to let's say normal and uh, you want to 
play with all your friends and you want to meet people and you want to go to places. So it's difficult to say no, I, I think nowadays. Also for me, I, <laughs> I miss to see all these friends that I haven't seen for, for two years. So. Yeah, it's quite funny how, as you say, now we're kind of back to normal and seeing people that I haven't seen since before the pandemic. And it's weird to think that that was four years ago now. And it's like, where yes. did those four years go? I mean, they kind of didn't really count. It almost feels like yesterday. You mentioned your husband before and how you, you know, you sit down and you, you discuss being realistic, what you can do, what you can't do, etc. And you also talked about finding it helpful talking to other people. Would you say that you two have a similar kind of strategy for just working through things together? Because a lot of your work you do is together. So, you know, what's your approach for making sure that you two stay sane, not only in the same professional life, but also in your um, personal lives as well? Uh, well, we met uh, playing together, actually. So uh, this is uh, how it all started. And uh, we were always connected in that way on the stage. So we, we don't play always together, but we enjoy very much when, when that happens. And we try to spend uh, like summer festivals together where we can. And um, that's uh, and during season, it happens that we play with solo, with orchestras or in some festivals uh, separately. So. We always try to see who can stay with kids, <laughs> who can take care of, or we travel and support each other. And um, yeah, it's quite a puzzle to make, but um, he also has a, his Stift Festival that he's very, very busy with, and it's a whole year process of working, and thank God I'm not uh, involved in the such way. I'm only there like uh, to advise or, or, or say some opinions, but uh, I'm absolutely not uh, organizing. And that's an in incredible amount of work. And I really admire him. He has so much energy. And this energy actually pushes me also to, to do not as much, maybe because he's extremely, extremely busy. But uh, yes, I try to keep up and uh, bring the girls along. <laughs> <laughs> important just to have that supportive partnership and just checking Absolutely. in with, with the other half as well my other half is a musician too and then there are times where sometimes you know we don't see each other for a long time because we're doing our respective concerts and etc yes that's also nice <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also nice to separate and get together yeah that time yeah. to miss each other opportunity to miss each other a little bit but one of the most precious times is, is coming back together and just checking in with each other like are you okay yeah how's exactly. everything with you how was that gig yeah unfortunately what happens uh, often is that uh, when daniel plays i'm with kids and i cannot anymore enjoy these concerts you know but uh, and same for him but sometimes uh, yeah it's nice to also find each other on the stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know we've talked a little a bit about you know checking in friends family that's super important I'm interested in your approaches to avoiding stress, avoiding burnout, because as you say, it's hard to say no to things now and you want to say yes to lots of things. But often when these things build up and you find yourself, I, I'm guilty of this, spreading yourself too thinly, how do you make sure you avoid completely crashing out? Like, Are there particular things that you like to do to you know, separate from your professional life a bit? I like, for instance, when I go somewhere to a festival to always make sure that um, the schedule is good and that maybe there is some time to rest or to go to the beach if uh, the place is uh, 
in some tropical <laughs> part of the world. Um, to have a little bit of holidays between is always nice to connect it. If it's not always possible, but just to you know to be calm uh, with yourself or with the family or do some other things than than playing. And also, what is important, I think, is a choice of repertoire. I find myself playing, uh, I, I often joke and say I'm like a jukebox. <laughs> you just put the music and it's just coming and coming. And, and then I, I had to learn how to say stop. <laughs> okay, this is my repertoire and this I would love to learn these pieces and I would love to play them again. And just to make sure that you're not sight reading stuff and that it's not just coming all the time and some new things. Of course, I, I love playing new music and new stuff that I haven't played. And um, it's important, of course, to make your repertoire huge, but but don't uh, exaggerate. You have to be realistic with the time and uh, what you can do. And I, I'm happy because I kind of learn things fast and I like challenges. Um, so I'm always excited about that, but we should not also exaggerate. And, uh, mm-hmm. It's about the quality of your work yes yeah always always. yeah as you say you don't want to be sight reading on stage because that's just a really (laughs) uncomfortable thing and then you run the danger of doing loads and loads of performances which might sound really great for the cv but you know a week later you can't really remember what happened (laughs) yes just really enriching your professional life by doing things that you actually really yes. want to do. But that can happen. I mean, it can happen, but it should not happen too often. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I remember when um, I played with uh, Mariana Shirinian, who's a fantastic uh, Armenian uh, pianist living in Denmark, and uh, we just read uh, Encore, and I couldn't remember. Uh, like, we read it maybe the day before, and we were going on the stage, radio was recording, and I told her, Mariana, I don't remember. And she said, come on, we were not born yesterday. <laughs> I always remember this sentence. And she's right. I mean, it's not. it was not particularly difficult. It was a beautiful melody. Yeah, yeah. And nice to remember important mantras, isn't it, when you're really busy? You know, we were not born yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. You know, other positive things, like sometimes I feel like, for me, if I'm getting maybe a little bit tired of playing the same show over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to remember that it might be your 200th time playing that particular piece, but it's going to be someone's first time ever hearing it in exactly, the audience. Yes. That's just a nice positive thing to remember because then it becomes not only about you, but wider. Yes. You know. Depending uh, what you're playing, like in orchestra is a bit maybe more difficult, but when you play every time on stage, I, I, I say to myself, you have to tell the story exactly because of uh, what you're saying. Somebody is listening for the first time and uh, he will like it or not. Maybe he will never come to classical music concert <laughs> again. But maybe it will change his life. We also played um, with Daniel in uh, our daughter's kindergarten. And there was a boy who was hiding when he heard sounds of cello and violin. He was hiding behind a, a cup all the time. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, we scared him, poor boy. But next day he asked for a violin. So he's all the time listening to violin to fall asleep. And, uh, you know, this wow. is uh, such an honest... <laughs> Honest reaction. reaction, yeah. You never know whose life is going to change because of your change, performance. exactly. Yes, yes. It's, it's precious and uh, we should never forget that. Of course, when we play so much, we tend to forget. Uh, but 
There are many yeah. people with their doubts and uh, worries and uh, pain or, or happiness or whatever a struggle they have in the life and it, it can change, absolutely. Mm. So keeping a wider lens on the whole situation rather than... Yes. Yeah, because it is easier just to get lost in your own head, you know. But sometimes being confronted with your own thoughts can be the scariest thing. And so I think <laughs> a, a, it's a combination of all these things that we've talked about, you know, making sure that you share with your friends, with your family, uh, you, you check in, you make sure that you're looking after yourself, um, playing the repertoire that you want to do, saying yes at the right time, saying no at the right times. And then also thinking about, you know, the audience's perspective on things. One more practical thing I'd like to ask you, um, particularly when you're on the road and you're touring a lot, and as you mentioned, you know, sometimes you're sleeping in a different hotel room each night. It's a lot of shifting, a lot of moving. Are there any things that you like to do to make sure that your physical health is in peak condition? I know that you've just recovered from a cold. I'm really yes. sorry to hear that. <laughs> but um, do you have any particular strategies, perhaps, you know, with nutrition or exercise to make sure that, you know, not only your playing is in peak condition, but you and your body as well? Yes, I used to run a lot and I enjoyed that so much. But now with two kids, it's quite difficult to organize myself to do that. But especially for cellists, I think it's, uh, well, you know yourself, uh, all the time carrying on your back it's not the healthiest thing to do <laughs> but um weight bearing exercise planes, yes, planes and trains and sitting i think uh, physical exercise is very important uh, yoga pilates or running or swimming swimming they say that's best uh, i just don't have time for that that's why you need to do more concerts in tropical destinations <laughs> so you can go to the beach <laughs> yes. right <laughs> exactly <laughs> i wish it's exercise <laughs> it is totally yeah. but you know like um all the top sports uh players like uh, they, they have whole team behind them and the men mental health and uh, massages and uh, everything all the fitness uh, trainers and we don't actually so we have to take care of ourselves so um, of course, uh, we should avoid eating all the time in restaurant if that's possible. But sometimes in tour, it's just impossible. So, yes, I try to take care of all of that. But, uh, you know, sometimes, <laughs> especially now in Serbia, I'm, I'm here at my parents and mom's kitchen is so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Yeah, a parent's fridge is always so well stocked, no matter what age you are. You come back to your parents' fridge and somehow it's got like all your yes. favorite things from childhood. But yeah, really important when you're on tour, just to remember, for me, I, and I used to tour a lot years ago before COVID, but remember to eat some fruit once in a while <laughs> or eat something green. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good to make a list, uh, like a little um, points for what, what you like to achieve in that trip. And especially when people go to cruises, I think everything is available nonstop. So. Oh yeah, you could spend all day eating on a cruise and uh, <laughs> you know, it's you've just finished lunch and then they're bringing out afternoon tea. Yes. Oh, what a lovely selection yes. of cakes we have on offer. Oh, <laughs> it would be rude not to try them all, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There is one uh, thing I remember and which is kind of uh, my uh, motto in life, which comes from a Serbian Nobel Prize winner, Ivo Andrić. He was a writer and he had a very beautiful thoughts gathered in one book. And he said that one should go through life with a smile of a stewardess who knows that 
something is wrong with the plane. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I don't think any plane is crashing or anything like that, but just, uh, you know, you have to be confident and breathe this positivity and to people and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, everything is fine. Even if there are some troubles, they will be solved somehow. Of course, yeah. you have to speak to people about it in France but uh, you know what I mean it's, have uh, that reassuring <laughs> presence it's exactly. gonna be fine yes. <laughs> it's gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> no but usually with the plates everything is fine but <laughs> especially with the support of this network this team that you mentioned then yes the it's not it it's not uh, something that is fake I, I, I don't see it like that it's just that you yeah. have to create a bubble where you feel comfortable and um, which uh, actually I, I grew up like that. My parents always mm. created bubble because I can come from this country which was uh, in so many wars and uh, I grew up uh, during separation of Yugoslavia and everything. But my parents always made sure that we have a healthy and uh, nice childhood, yeah. which is away from all this. So I think that made also stronger, <laughs> always positive and just uh, embrace life. We've talked about looking after your mental health. We've talked about looking after your physical health and then also professional life, uh, family life, making sure that you make the right choices there. Maya, thank you so much for you know sharing your thank experiences you. of being on the road and performing, traveling, working with your, your family and also uh, you know your children, all of these things. Thank you so much. That was Maya Bogdanovich. Do you have a particular strategy or mantra that you employ to avoid burnout and stress? Let us know via our socials or send an email to thestrad at thestrad.com. Right now, you're listening to a track from Maya's recently released album featuring works by Saint-Song and Lalo. And don't forget to check out thestrad.com where you'll find the latest news, articles and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onwards. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students. If you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days, start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a review or a rating. It will help other people discover this podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye.